0: our Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network,
1: your team every day
0: hello 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 welcome to locked on mariners your home for daily seattle mariners news and analysis and thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day we are free and available on all platforms today is friday january 14th 2022 i am your host titan gonzalez joined as always by my co-host colby patnode follow us on twitter at lo underscore mariners you can follow me at dane gonzalez that's d-a-n-e g-n-z-l-z and colby at cpat 11 at c-p-a-t-1-1 be sure to also check out our patreon where we talk about the mariners even more and also get into some non-baseball talk twice a week visit patreon.com forward slash control the zone for more information on that if you are interested and on today's episode of locked on mariners it's another fan fiction friday you submitted your Mariners trade proposals on Twitter and via email at LockdownMariners at gmail.com. And we're going to be grading them all afternoon long. If this is your first time joining us, welcome to the show. If you like what you hear, give us a follow or subscribe wherever you listen to this. We greatly appreciate it. So, Colby, let's, uh, let's get into these trades, starting with a couple that we got via email. And uh, Cole here has a deal with the Phillies. In which the Mariners send Chris Flexen, Noel V. Marte, and Jake Fraley to Philadelphia for Zach Wheeler. Colby, what do you think? It's,
1: uh, it's a bit aggressive to me. Um, don't get don't get me wrong, Wheeler's great. Uh, but A, the Phillies, they're not they're not gonna trade Zach Wheeler. Um B, I just like do I want to give up Noel V Marte to get and Chris Flexen to get Zach Wheeler, or do I just want to give up like Levi Stout to get Chris Bassett, you know, and, and obviously you would rather have Wheeler than Bassett, but when you factor in the cost, it it just, I, I would look elsewhere. Um, I think that's probably about what Philly would ask though. Um, it's kind of tough to know. I'm not not too in tune with that front office, but uh. I think they
0: would probably ask more. Honestly, he's only got two years left of club control. It's a fairly affordable contract too, compared. To, you know, production this past season. I mean, he was nearly a seven and a half F WAR pitcher this year. Ten four two uh, K per nine one nine four walks per nine 2780 ERA two five nine FIP. He was excellent, and that was in two hundred and thirteen innings and in a and uh, a third pitch. Um, you know, twenty-three and a half million dollars uh in each of the new uh next two seasons. I mean, that's a that that's a that's a bargain, honestly, for that kind of production. The problem is though, he's had injury issues in the past. Obviously, you know, he's been a bit healthier over the last few years. You know, he threw 195 innings in 2019, he pitched the whole shortened season in 2020, but um, you know, there is a level of concern here because, you know, it, it took him a while to kind of get started to get healthy and get on track. And, um, you know, it's, it, it, I mean, that was by and large his career year. The the closest he had ever been to where he was at this year was 2019 in terms of f Uh He was a 4.6 in 2019. Jump all the way, you know, now you, you jump all the way to 7.3. I don't think he's going to be able to repeat that, frankly. Um, I don't think that's who he is, but I don't know. Twenty three and a half million dollars for coming off of that year. If they were willing to take this deal, I'd probably heavily consider it.
1: Just that you're Right. Let's hypothetically, you 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 make this trade, right? And it's no LV and it's and And who's the other piece?
0: It is one second, let me get back to Gmail. Jake Fraley. So whatever. Um yeah, okay. so, re, you know, all right, so I'll like I'm replacing Chris Flexen in the rotation with Zach Wheeler. So basically I'm giving up pitcher. No Alvi
1: Marte. Right, but you still need another pitcher if you're the Mariners. still
0: need another pitcher, but I I, I do like the upgrade of, of Zach Wheeler over Chris Flexen for sure.
1: Well yeah, but again, you it doesn't solve the pitching problem. It's like
0: Look, and mm-hmm. not every
1: every move has to solve every problem at once. No. So I'm, I'm not I'm not criticizing it for that. But I still in the back of my head, I'm like, OK, so I make this trade. Well, now I have to go get another pitcher. And, and granted, with Ray and Wheeler, I don't really need like a I probably don't need Bassett or Mania or anybody like that. But you could probably just go get Tyler Anderson. Eh,
0: because I mean, like, rather- really what you're looking at is to replace Chris Flexen's productivity productivity in 2022 right, or what you're projecting I would, for that. Right.
1: I, I would like somebody with at least as much upside as, as Chris Flexen, And that is, that is not Tyler Anderson. Uh, but maybe somebody like Michael Pineda, like I would be into that. So uh, overall, I, I'd probably give it a 50. I, I think I probably agree with Ty. It's a little light. And again, if I'm the Mariners, it's, I, I don't need Zach Wheeler. I, I don't know. I just, I guess I'm just not super sold on Zach Wheeler being an ace. Um, so right. I would probably just, for, just go for what it.
0: I said, you know, like, I don't think he's is a seven and a half one pitcher
1: every year Yeah, from here on. Yeah.
0: Like, I don't think that's him. Plus you got the injury concerns. Obviously that hasn't been an issue over the last few years, but you never know. Right. Um, you never know if that's ever going to rear its ugly head again. So you got to assume that risk. Um, and overall, yeah. Like, like I said earlier, I don't think the Phillies would take the steal in the end. Yeah. Um, I I'll think it's a- more valuable to, yeah i w- I'll give it a 50 I'll give it a 50 as well um it's not it's not bad though it it, oh, it really isn't yeah. that bad and it's uh um, and it and it's uh it's a conversation starter uh at mm-hmm. least for us right like I don't know if it would be a conversation starter for the if, Phillies probably not the Phillies
1: but... yeah the Phillies were rebuilding like actively trying to move contracts and stuff like that it would be a conversation starter but I yeah. don't think they're there
0: yeah not right now um all right so thank you Cole let's move on to Daniel Barber. Who, uh, for some reason, again, has a Jerry Kelnick trade. Jerry Kelnick and Tom Murphy to the Rays for Mike Zanino and Manuel Margot. Um, So it's basically Kelnick for Zanino, Murphy for Margot. Uh, You're doing outfielder and catcher for outfielder and catcher. Zanino, obviously, coming off of an all-star year. He's on a pretty favorable contract. One of the best, if not the best, defensive catchers in baseball. Uh, but for your, you know, for one of your top assets, top young it's, assets in your, in your organization right now, no.
1: It's one year of Zanino and one year of, of Marco for six yeah. years of Jared for, Kelnick. Yeah. And Tom Murphy's irrelevant in the rest of this because it, it dies at Jared Kelnick. Um, right. I mean, would you, would you make this trade for, I don't know I'm not asking you, but would you make this trade for Julio Rodriguez? No, of course you wouldn't. So you shouldn't make it for, for Jared Kelnick. Like yeah. You're not trading Kelnick unless you're getting what you would expect to get for Julio Rodriguez or George Kirby. Like His value has not mm-hmm. changed all that much. And if it has to this point, you're much better off just keeping Kelnick and banking on right. the upside because what we saw from Jared Kelnick last year is not who he's going to be. It's not going mm-hmm. to happen. So you basically you take last year and you kind of just throw it in the trash. He learned some things and we saw some positive growth and we kind of got a snippet of what he could be. But the overall numbers that Kelmick put up last year just throw them away. They're not relevant. There are so many. There are so many like different set of circumstances that kind of contributed to this, including he didn't play, you know, organized baseball for a whole year. He didn't play in twenty twenty. Yeah. And and then his his spring training his his you know his AAA time gets pushed back to May because of the concerns about uh, COVID, and so basically he sits around for two months not to mention he missed a couple of weeks in spring training with an injury uh yeah he, look he i'm not trying to tell you he was good last year but he's worth a heck of a lot more than one year of a good catcher and a fourth outfielder
0: uh oh and also you look at his month of september right he was one of the main reasons that they were still in it very Barry. slash 242 321 537 with a 134 wrc plus he was worth almost one f4 mm-hmm. that month he was really good in September. Um, right. I, why would you want to give up on that for a year yeah. of Mike Zanino, who you, you've you seen. Obviously, he's grown a little bit since, since he left Seattle, but you know what Mike Zanino is. You know what he provides, and he's a
1: good catcher. Don't get me
0: wrong, but right. <laughs> he's not worth Jared Kelnick.
1: No, if you really want Mike Zanino, you could probably go get him right now for Brandon Williamson, and that's with the Rays team that's going to compete for a world series. They'd probably still take that deal. I mean, it's one year of Mike Zanino who's making a little bit of money. Mike Zanino's honestly, he's not that good. Like I know he's an all-star. He was last year, but that doesn't mean anything. So is Daniel Vogel back. Like who cares? Zanino is right. a good player. He is not worth one of the, still probably one of the 15 best young talents in major league baseball. Mm-hmm. Like he's just, yep. he's not worth that. So yeah. sorry, man. Uh, I'll give it a 30. I do I'm like going Zane- a 20. I do like the <laughs> Zanino talk though. Um, because that's a guy who I was planning on, you know, like if, if the race hadn't picked up his option, I would have been all over Zanino. We would have talked about him probably weekly on this podcast if he was a free agent, but right, yeah. he's not. So,
0: yeah. No, he he would be a great fit for this team what it needs Absolutely. to raise uh, the the ceiling of the catching position uh for mm-hmm. this roster, but yeah, um he that's might be a, not at all. I mean, the, the Mariners laugh at that proposal if the if the Rays, you know, right. came to them with that like I just, that.
1: But Zanino, yeah. Zanino might actually get traded in July, and that's even if the Rays are competing. So, yeah. file away the the mike sanino trade ideas but let's be a little more realistic they're not trading jared Keltnick for mike sanino not happening yeah yeah not at all
0: all right so we're gonna get to the uh trade proposals that you made via twitter in just a moment but real quick a reminder this episode of Locked On mariners is brought to you by built bar it's the New Year's, so that means New Year's resolutions. And if yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Bilt Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar you want to eat healthy but it just gets so boring by like week three you might be thinking this is just not worth it where is the chocolate well built bars are covered in 100% real chocolate and most built bars even contain 130 calories four grams of sugar four net carbs and 17 grams of protein meanwhile compare that to a candy bar which usually has around 240 calories 30 grams of sugar and dozens of net carbs now, here's an idea for the new year. Go to all your secret treat stashes at home, in the pantry, at the office, in the car, wherever. Throw out all the sugary or calorie-filled treats and replace them with Built Bars. So when you're craving a snack or treat, you can reach for something that's healthy and tastes incredible. And there's so many flavors to choose from. Coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, and many more. In fact, Bilt is always coming out with new limited-time flavors, so check out Bilt.com often to see what's new so go to built.com use promo code locked 15 and get 15 percent off your order that's l-o-c-k-e-d-1-5 for 15 percent off your order at built.com you're listening to locked on mariners thank you again for making us your first listen of the day just like you do here every day we greatly appreciate the support let's get into these twitter mariners trade proposals starting with mike t at M6374, who has a three team deal with the Mariners, Mets, and Reds, in which the Mariners get Jeff McNeil, the Mets get Luis Castillo, and the Reds get a Hall of Prospects and Drew Steckenrider. The prospect package led by Brett Beatty and Mark Vientos from the Mets, and Levi Stout coming over from the Mariners along with Drew Steckenrider, like I said. What do you think about this deal,
1: Colby? It seems like the Mets are giving up a lot for Castillo. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I like Brett Beatty. Mark Vientos is major league ready and Jeff McNeil is a a good player. And even though they want to get rid of Jeff McNeil, they're not just going to toss him in to, to a deal. Drew Steckenrider would make more sense going to the Mets in this deal. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. A second rider should go to the Mets in this deal. It makes it better Um, Mm -hmm. because the Reds don't need Drew Steckenrider. Steckenrider is the guy who helps you now. The Reds, if they're doing this deal, they don't want help now. Um, and honestly, if if I'm, if I'm the reds, I might just ask for, for Jeff McNeil. Like, I don't know if the Mariners are necessary in this deal because they're giving, if I'm the reds, like you're giving me Levi Stoud and and Drew Steckenrider, I'd rather have Jeff McNeil. You know what I mean? Um, so I don't think the Mariners are necessary in this deal. So it's, it's going to be a lower grade for me just because I don't feel like they're a huge part of this. Like this deal can be made without them. Um, so I'll probably give it a 40. Um, I do like the, the Reds, Mets and Mariners seem to be a really good, uh, you know, three team trade, uh, idea because they do have, you know, needs that each other could fill. Um, I just, I, I think the Mariners need to give up a little bit more to make sure that they stay in this deal. Um, because if this is what they're willing to offer, then the Reds and Mets will probably just make a deal by themselves.
0: Yeah, they're probably going to have to give up Brandon Williamson, and we know that the Reds like Brandon Williamson a lot. Um, Yeah. So, I think Williamson would probably move the needle for them in the steal, but not Stout and not Steckenreiter, certainly. Right.
1: I mean, basically, Um, it would be Beatty.
0: Steckenreiter would move the needle for the Mets, for sure. A little bit, yeah. Yeah,
1: I think it'd have to be Beatty, Vientos, and uh, and Williamson. Because basically, Mm. the Reds would be trading Castillo for Beatty, Vientos, and McNeil. And then turning around mm-hmm. and trading McNeil to Seattle for Williamson. Yeah. Like, I think that's how that would have to work. But, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's a, it's a good idea. It just, it just needs some, uh, some tweaks here and there. Yeah.
0: I'll give it like a 45, 48, somewhere in there.
1: Yeah. You know what? I'll, I'll give it a 45 too. It's, it's, it's better than a 40.
0: Yeah. All right. Um, let's go to at Doublewood Dan, uh, who has a deal with the, uh, with the reds as well. Uh, the Mariners get sunny gray. The reds get Kyle Lewis and Emerson Hancock. Um, this is too much for, for,
1: for Ray the Mariners for, paid. for my, t- for my taste. Yeah. For anybody's taste. Yeah. Um, except for the reds. Uh, they're, they're laughing. Yeah, exactly. As, yeah. A, as a, say yes to this. Um, yeah, you're selling way too low on Hancock and, and Lewis. Um, it was just one, then I, I, it's, eh, I'd still prefer they kind of do the, the more of the bulk route. Um, but like, if it was just one of them, I could be like, yeah, okay. Like I can understand why that would, why that would be appealing. Um, both of them together. No, it just, you're, you're selling way too low, um, mm-hmm. on, on both of them and you're doing it to get in one deal instead of spreading it out a little bit. Agreed. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. If Gray Gray was like a a legitimate number two. Like, yeah, yeah, sure. That makes sense. But But he's he's a definitive three,
0: maybe four, but probably a number three.
1: He's a safe three. And some days he'll pitch like a two, but some days he'll pitch like a four. And he's just he's not a, you know, he's not a, a, a you know, give up one of your top arms and and a MLB ready outfielder league average bat type of Mm -hmm. guy. Um, I'll give it a forty two. I'll give it a
0: forty. Um so let's uh let's go on here to Alex Ludbetter fifteen. Uh saw this idea on Twitter, wanted to hear your grade and analysis. Raise right handed pitcher, Tyler Glass now for utility man Dylan Moore, and right handed pitching prospect uh Michael Limoncelli. Also, what do you think a fair value is for Glass now? And, and what do you think the Rays would want for him? It seems like they were open to moving him the last deadline. So Glass of course, probably not going to pitch this year. Um, but uh, this has kind of been a popular idea amongst you know, Mariners fans and Mariners Twitter in general over the last few months of trading for Glass you now for the, the sake of having him in, in 2023 for the last year of his contract. Um, especially, you know, because the Rays are probably not going to want to pay him to mm-hmm. just not play for them, um, given how cheap they've historically been. Um, <clears throat> so, do you think Moore in Limoncelli, You know, more would help them potentially. <laughs> um, but he adds to their 40-man roster, which they've had to clear quite a few guys off of, and then an upside play in Limoncelli, who still hasn't pitched yet in professional yeah. baseball.
1: Yeah, honestly, it feels light, um, even with like the problem with glass. Now, like you said, he's not going to pitch this year. He's going to make, I, I think, six, seven million dollars. So basically, you have to eat seven million dollars for a guy that you're not going to have. Um, and then you're going to get one year where he's actually going to pitch for you, assuming there are no setbacks. And it's going to be a year where he's coming off of major surgery. So you're you're probably not getting even the best Tyler Glass now uh, that you possibly could. So if if you're the Mariners or any team trying to acquire Tyler Glass now, you have to be careful um, because essentially you're you're trading for one year and sixteen million dollars of a pitcher coming off of an injury. Like when you break down what you're actually getting. So yeah, the the price should be low, and if it's not, you walk away. But I think this is a little bit too low. And honestly, if I'm the Rays, I'm looking at that and I go can you just give us like Starlin Aguilar instead? Right. Somebody that doesn't have to be on the 40 man. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, Glassnow is going to make 6 million this year. He's probably going to make about that next year. So one year, 12 million. So I, if, yep. if I'm the raise, I'm like, yeah, can you give me Starlin Aguilar and, and um, I think they'd rather do something like that, but I, I do like the idea of Glassnow. now. Uh, it just has to be at the right mm-hmm. price. That seems too low for the Rays to consider, but maybe they really like yeah. Um It's it's True. not as ridiculous as as you know it may seem uh, on the surface. So no, L- Lemonchelli is a, a really good
0: prospect who's probably going to rise through a lot of people people's ranks once he actually right. starts pitching. Um, right. I I don't know. This is probably as comfortable as I would be trading for Tyler Glasnow on a deal like this. I just don't think the Rays will do it. It's just, you you talked about the money. You talked about the fact that he's not going to have any impact on your 2022 chances. And 2023, he's going to be coming off of a significant injury. And at that point, you know, by the time that he works further and further away from the injury, you know, maybe at the end of that, you only get 10 quality starts out of Tyler Gloss now. If that, uh, there's just a lot of risk involved in that. Um, So it would have to be something like this for me to, 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 to take that chance, mm-hmm. um, but I just don't think the Rays would pull that trigger. So, um, I'll give it a fifty give for it that a for the fact that like this is probably what I would like. This is probably as far as I would go personally if I was Jerry Depoto and the Mariners. Um, right. I'd, I'd probably consider Aguilar. Um, I would do. I like Aguilar, but.
1: I do too, but I would definitely I would do it for a year of, of glass now, take that chance. Mm. Because he's so far away. Like Starlin Aguilar is is not he's four years away from the big leagues at least. Right, yeah, He might only a be league. a first base CH type. Right. Right. I'll let the Ray see if they can develop him into a third baseman and then I'll I'll I feel like I could yeah. tank on glass now being worth a win, win and a half, maybe two, like pretty comfortably. In twenty, twenty three. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I'll, I'll trade Aguiar for that. All right. Yeah. So, what's your grade? Uh, Forty-five. Forty-five. All
0: right. Uh, let's do one quick one uh, before we uh, we hop on over to the final segment of the day. Uh, this one comes from Ryan Witt at Ryan underscore Witt seven. The uh, the Mariners receive Lamonte Wade Jr. from the Giants for Drew Steckenrider and Starlin Aguilar. Uh, Lamonte Wade Jr. coming off a really good year for the uh, Giants 109 games played last year 253 326 482 he was worth one and a half wins by fan standards what do you think about the steel basically swapping Steckenrider rider for Wade um, and also throwing Aguilar in there for, for, for the Giants as well I think that gets it done after the year that Wade just had
1: well first of all it's Lamont <laughs> Duh is also- it just Lamont yeah, really? according to Baseball Reference, yeah. Um, oh wow! Also, the, the
0: broadcast that I uh, that I watched, they they called him Lamonte.
1: All right, yeah, I mean somebody's wrong, but it's it's probably yeah. you. Um, also, he has a <laughs> great he has a great nickname. We did a whole segment on nicknames last week on our on our live stream. Uh, Lamonte Late Night Wade, who I like. Late Wow, night. I like yeah. that one. Late Night Wade. Um, yeah, he's he's gonna be twenty, or he just turned twenty eight. Uh, but he does have four years of club control left. Eh, if I could see it, Um it. Yeah. I, I actually like this trade. Um I think it's probably a little light on the Mariner side, but I could, I could see a deal like this being pulled off. It depends on whether or not the Giants see Wade as the everyday guy or a fourth outfielder. Um, But second right there, a team that's trying to win and second rider helps their bullpen and, the Mariners have a pretty deep bullpen and they need a left-handed bat who can play in the outfield and that's Wade. So, uh, yeah, this is a pretty creative deal and then I like it. I, I'll give it a 55. Yeah. I, I think the valuation's a little bit off, but it's, it's solid. I'll give it 55.
0: Yeah, I actually, uh, I like the deal. Um, I don't know if the giants would take it. Uh, I'll, I'll say that plus like they're not, in desperate need for for bullpen help they had a pretty good bullpen this year
1: mm-hmm. um plus they have a lot of money they can just go buy a guy so
0: yeah um and i don't know if aguilar really is like interesting enough to move the needle for them on that to to you know pull this trade off um but it's creative so mm-hmm. i'll give it yeah i'll give it like a 55 58 i i really like it i i could see it happening for sure yeah, I don't think like it's a it. definitive no from the Giants. Yeah, agreed. All right, so we are going to wrap up the rest of your trade proposals in just a moment. But real quick, a reminder, this episode of Locked on Mariners is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. BetOnline remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. New year and a new updated desktop and mobile website so sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKEDON, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022 bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports bet online where the game starts all right so I hope you like the uh the Mets and the Diamondbacks because we're going to be talking a lot about them in this final segment of the day let's start with Brandon Keba at Keba uh, with a three instead of an e who has a deal with the Diamondbacks? It's kind of a small ish deal, but kind of a, a big ish deal at the same time for the Mariners. Um, the Mariners get right handed pitcher Luke Weaver and utility man Josh Rojas for Milcar Perez, Cade Marlowe, and Patrick Frick. What do you think about this deal, Colby?
1: I probably wouldn't do it um, if I'm the Mariners. Is it Milcar that makes you pause? Yeah, I, I'm I'm big on Mill Car. Um But also here like Weaver, you, I, I'm a big Luke Weaver fan. If you've listened to us on CTZ, you guys would you guys know that. Um I think there's a lot more there. Um but there are legitimate concerns, including can he stay healthy? Um right. and again, if I'm I don't want to add a number five uh, to my rotation, which is the best I feel calling Luke Weaver because I don't know if he's gonna be healthy. I don't really want a number five. I want another number three. I want Chris Flexen to be my five or Marco to be my five. Um, and then Josh Rojas is an interesting player certainly, but he fell off pretty hard in the second half. Um, and honestly, he's, he's kind of like poor man's Adam Frazier. I already have that guy, you know? So I, I don't, I don't see him providing a ton of value to me. Can't play shortstop. He's bad there. Um, He's pretty good in the outfield. At least he was this last year. Pretty good at second base. Well below average at shortstop. Um, you know, below average at third. He's just Adam Frazier. He doesn't hit the ball hard. It's a lot of a lot of soft contact, a lot of singles, things like that. Um, again, it's it's Adam Frazier. So I'd rather just have milk like to me. I'd rather have milk and sign Michael Pineda than than you know, Luke Weaver. Um and and Rojas to me is just it's kind of a guy, like if you could get Rojas for like Marlow and Frick, fine, but yeah, mm. I just it's a bit much for me,
0: yeah, it's a uh, eh, it's just nothing to get too excited about, you know. Melkar has got a pretty high ceiling um, that's one that i would I would like for them to see through or at least trade him to an organization that kind of understands that as well um better uh i just here's the thing with luke weaver right like the talent is there like you and i you know obviously you like weaver more than i do but like i i do like weaver you know but the the thing is he's only thrown over 100 innings once and that was all the way back in 2018 it's just you can't really depend on him and you need to be aiming higher in the rotation which they are right now Right, like they're going after the A's guys, they're going after the Reds guys. Well, not guess, right this second because of the right, lockout, at, but you, you know well, what we're talking they, about.
1: They probably still are. At the end of <laughs> yeah, the day, yeah, yeah, at yeah, the end of the real. day, guy, <laughs> pick one. All right, regardless of uh-huh. cost, just pick one: Luke Weaver or Michael Pineda. Who would you rather have as your Michael number Michael Pineda. Body? Yeah, because he's you know you feel better about his his health. Obviously, and there's
0: also some health concerns there, but like I would rather you just still feel feel better about Pineda. <laughs> yeah so I would, yeah. longer track record mm-hmm. um you know is uh, better I, than the I, I would just have to pay money for him like i just yeah
1: better than weaver was last year like Pineda was like league average for 20 some odd starts that's all i need yeah um I, I can count on that more than i can count on weaver uh but i'll give it a 45 I, I i this is pretty interesting um it just you know milkar is is a guy that i'm higher on than i think most yeah, I'll go like
0: 42. Okay. Um, let's go to Daisy and the Dingo, who submitted a ton of, of trade ideas and some that are kind of just variations of one another. So we're only going to do a couple of yours today, Daisy. This is at Daisy's Dingoes on Twitter. Um, let's uh, do the one here where Daisy has the Mets getting Diego Castillo for J.D. Davis. Straight up, one for one. Um, Me personally, like, I I like the bat a lot of J.D. Davis, but the fact that he just, he really can't play defense, you know? I, I it, Do I want another Ty France? I mean, Ty France is awesome, don't get me wrong, but, like, does that work for me, like, roster construction-wise? I don't know. Like, if, if we're talking about the infielders that are seemingly available from the Mets, I, I, I think it, it's McNeil, and I mean would the Mets do Castillo for McNeil considering the things that we've heard come out of there that they're pretty
1: much done with McNeil. They'd probably want a reliever or a starter is, is the one hangup I have with that. Um, but we mm-hmm. we talked about it. But well, I they did that. that. Right. <laughs> I, I talked about that. Uh, well, we talked about it, but obviously it was my idea a few weeks ago, um, to propose such a deal because I'm smart. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you know, going back. What? I said, of course, of course. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. Got to pat yourself on the back. Always. Yeah, you know, I'm surprised but- that, you you know, you haven't torn your rotator cuff or anything from, you know, stretching <laughs> your arm that far back, but eh, whatever. Yeah.
1: Well, uh, the problem with Davis, again, like Ty said, is that it's not that he's bad defensively. It's that he doesn't play defense. Like, you'd be better off with Ty France at third base than J.D. Davis. He's even worse in the outfield, believe it or not. So Mm. yeah, I just, I, I love the bat. It's a very, it's a very good bat. He can flat out hit, but I don't want a full-time DH. I don't want JD Davis to play third base. I'd rather have Castillo. So
0: you know who JD Davis reminds me of Steve Pierce.
1: Yeah. I think Pierce could play a little second base though. Like he was okay there. Honestly, JD Davis, JD Davis reminds me of Ty France. Like. That's, I I think they're very similar players. Like I think Davis could be pretty good at, at, uh, at first base, at least average. So Mm -hmm. we already have France there. So, yeah. So, um, I like the player don't like the fit. So uh, I'll give that one a 40. mm, I'll give it a 45 still. Yeah. 45. All right.
0: Here's a, here's one that's just, uh, just off the wall. (laughs) Uh, from Daisy, it's a three-team deal: Mets and Diamondbacks involved. Mariners get Jeff McNeil. That's it for the Mariners' side of things. The Mets get Zach Allen and Diego Castillo, and the Diamondbacks get Matt Allen, Adam Mako, and Ronnie Mauricio. So basically, the Mariners are trading Diego Castillo and Adam Mako for Jeff McNeil, and then there's a lot of other stuff going on in this deal. The the Mets giving up yeah. two of their top prospects, including Mauricio, for Zach Allen, who. Probably only a number three, honestly. I I think this is a bit much from the Mets.
1: Yeah, giving up Mauricio and McNeil and Allen. Like, Allen's a good player, so. Yeah. Yeah, He's a pretty good prospect. I just, I think it's too much for the Mets to give up. Um, Honestly, I think it's maybe a little too much for the Mariners to give up, but it depends on how you feel about Mako. I think Ty and I both have him inside our top ten. Um. Mm. I, I saw one publication that had him like 19 in the mirror system, which is ridiculous, quite frankly, but, uh, yep. yeah, I just, I don't think it works for any of the, the three teams. Um, well, except for Arizona, uh, who probably would want something like that to move, um, uh, a gallon. So eh, I'll give it a 40 needs work, but yeah, you know, any, any yeah, deal man. that has Jeff McNeil landing in Seattle, I'm interested, but i honestly that's that's too high of a price for even me and i i probably you know the biggest mcneil to seattle fan uh on mariners twitter at least yeah i uh
0: yeah i just i i think from the mets perspective i think that's what i'm getting really hung up on here um uh, yeah not a not a huge fan of that side of it um yeah, I like the Mariners getting Jeff McNeil. That's always a good thing. But yeah, I I, I feel like this uh, this deal feels pretty unbalanced on uh, on on New York side specifically, and maybe even Seattle side. So uh, I'm gonna go. Hmm, I'm gonna go forty two forty, something like that. Okay. In that range. All right, uh, last one. Coming from Aiden at SFNE58 on Twitter. Uh, prospect swap. The Tigers receive Cade Marlowe, Mariners Minor Leaguer of the Year, for Zach Hess, right-handed reliever, who's a uh, prospect who has... Um, he finished the year in AA uh, this past season, only through three innings there. Um
1: Yeah. I would probably I mean, rather like Mar- take the shot that Marlow is a late bloomer yeah. and just keep him. Um, mm-hmm. Hess certainly has some interesting stuff. Uh, it's yeah. it's your typical, you know, fastball slider uh, yeah. combination here uh, with below average command and control. He's probably going to be big league ready. But to me, I look at it and I go, don't I already have like Wyatt Mills? Like, I mean, Hess has better stuff, but track record there's not a lot there so for me personally i'd just rather take a shot on Marlowe, not expecting him to do this but i would take a shot on him being a late bloomer um because he's certainly added power to his game and he makes a lot of contact i'd rather take a shot on that um, than zach has basically is what it comes down to yeah i
0: find Marlowe more interesting yeah frankly same yeah i feel like you know maybe potentially you know in a year's time from now, maybe uh, Kate Marlowe can develop into a fourth, fifth outfielder for my, you know, for my team or, you know, he serves as a pretty, you know, good minor league depth that I need to call upon, you know, at some point during the season or something. Um, Yeah.
1: Plus, I just feel like that's probably
0: more valuable than, than Zach has because like, yeah, there's some interesting stuff here, but it's, it's something that I can find
1: elsewhere. Ultimately, you have a bunch of in your system. Um, Uh, And I, yeah, Kate Marlow, by the way, is is four months younger than Zach Hess, mm-hmm. uh, and he's only one level below where Hess finished twenty. Uh, you know, Marlow spent most of his time at, at high A, and Hess, you know, spent most of his time last year at high A. So, and he's a pitcher; he should be well ahead of Marlow. I, yeah, I, I would just rather have Marlow. Um, but once again, Aiden coming through with the ridiculously small, barely noticeable <laughs> trades. To keep us on our toes and i appreciate it so um Very i'll give this one i'll get i'll give this one a 40 um but Marlowe, for like a a relief prospect one with a little bit you know maybe even a little tiny bit of major league seasoning is certainly something that's interesting i just i don't think Cass is that sure. guy
0: yeah uh i agree so i'm gonna give it 40 as well so cool. um yeah all right, that is going to do it for our show today. Thank you so much for joining us here on Locked On Mariners for Colby Patnode. I'm Ty Dan Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at l o underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dan Gonzalez, that's Dane Gonzalez. It's D A N E G N Z L Z and Colby at C Pat Eleven. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. And thank you again for making us your first listen of the day just like you do here every day now make your second listen of the day locked on bets your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs locked on bets hosted by your boy q with expert analysis and insight from lee sterling and just like us their show is free and available wherever you get your podcast so have yourself a beautiful baseball weekend and we will see you on monday peace